These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss One Spittin', and a reminder that this weekend is the Halloween dance, so don't forget to purchase your tickets at the front office. Welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, John. And Megan. And we are so ready. Are we? Yeah. Hmm. Knees weak, arms are heavy. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> nervous. Bubble guts. Oh, ooh, I hate that phrase. Bubble guts? Yeah, I don't know why. Like Can't the other it. day when I said I had a lot of liquid sloshing in my stomach, you got mad? Yeah. <laughs> Mine wasn't as bad. Because we, had, like, well... To be fair, we had like just eaten, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to ruin uh, a really good meal. What an oh, asshole. Oh, it was after our trip, which speaking of, before we jump into the movie to catch up on things, did we talk about our trip already? Did we? Yeah. Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't My remember birthday if we said it. My birthday was last week. That's right. Yes. So, okay. Well, then. Let's not talk about the trip. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about something else. What's going on in the world? Anything you want to catch up on? I actually not really. forgot to look up stuff for this. <laughs> Honestly, really all that has happened this week is like award shows. Oh, it's like more the of SAG those awards else. and stuff. Yeah. More of that. It's I don't I've never followed that. Which I haven't is, either. It's like Which is crazy because I mean we do like a movie podcast so you think we'd follow it a little bit but i no, really I don't think, you know that i think the only time me and you ever really followed anything is when we were waiting for leo to win the oscar finally mm-hmm. do you remember how hyped we were when he won finally yes and i'm still heartbroken about him i don't know that's a tender subject oh i guess we can bring that up megan is distraught about leo now i know i don't see i Go i ahead. think i talked about it in the other podcast that's why i can't i'm getting everything all mixed up but uh, if we did talk about, sorry, I'll say it again, that Leo is a pedophile. Look, he's been pedophile. seen dating out and about with a, a 19-year-old model. He is pushing 50. Yeah. 50 uh, years old. And he does everything on his yacht. That's not okay. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just well, so annoyed. Honestly, is it really like that big a difference? Because remember... Your it's stupid bothersome. ass parents made us watch that Celine Dion thing with them. And we I found I, I had totally forgotten she dated the dude that met her when she was twelve and married. They that didn't dude. date when she was twelve. You know what but I mean. They they met and yeah, her husband Renee. Yes, that was also creepy. I didn't say that was okay. Right. And never trust the man named Renee. I, <laughs> uh I don't know. I <sighs> That's all I'm saying. I've been going down like a dark rabbit hole, I guess, if we're talking about something different. I don't know. I came across, I was reading an article that was uh, pictures of people taken just before they died, like the last known pictures of these people and the stories behind the pictures. (laughs) And I'm just like... I know you are in a really weird place right now. (laughs) I am. I want to do like... I don't know. I just want to talk to you guys about it, but that's totally. We have not watched the a lot of, of podcasts, like true crime. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we finally started. Uh, what is it? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. 
Oh, yeah. That is yeah. a problematic show. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it came out in 2006. Five. Five, which, <laughs> what'd I say? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I, not that it was okay then, but it's surely no. not okay now. Like, I get why people like it. It's just in this kind of era. That I can't believe that show hasn't been canceled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That subject matter is... <laughs> it's Touchy. not all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True crime. And then it's we funny, break though, it up I will with... Say that. Yeah. Break it up with um, politically incorrect TV shows. <laughs> so <laughs> we're doing great. Right. God. And somewhere in there we mix in like friends. A lot of American Dad. We mm-hmm. always watch American Dad. I'm like Jones in to talk about true crime and I don't know why, but I do not have the strength, the energy or the time to start another podcast where I just talk about true crime. They're a dime <laughs> a dozen anyway, but we need to get you like boy, a, just a box, <laughs> just a box is set in. We're going to have a spinoff in the dark a spinoff, maybe on our Patreon, me just talking about whatever's really just on my mind that day. Right. It'd be is, like, what can we call it? Megan's, like mailbox or something megan's mailbox uh-huh. it's just you <laughs> answering a bunch of crazy questions i know i don't know man i don't know if i want to know your guys' questions. And it's literally just you in an actual box oh, playing God. rocket ship hey we're working on some stuff i know we keep saying this it is a work in progress y'all but we we're talking about possibly like videotaping if we can ever get our space don't, put together don't get too far in anything i know but things to look forward to it's we're trying to get a space that's uh will work for us before all we i know is out of all the patreon accounts that we know of this one's more unique than a lot of them i will say that well that's not fair the to ideas. say i mean patreon's for <laughs> darn near anything but but i mean as far as con- content and all that that's coming I know. We have so many cool ideas that we're putting on this. It's coming with promise. Promise. I truly I wanted it up by now, but right. man, it's just time is not in our favor. Anyway, that's well, fine. We'll let's work get to on the, it. Let's, let's talk about the movie we're going to watch today. Yeah, let's do that. Let's not disappoint you anymore. We're going to talk about a really a movie that's very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. I grew up with this. I quote it all the time with my brothers. Okay. Did you enjoy watching it, by the way? Yeah. Well, well, I gotta know. It's like, sometimes I just don't know if you're there. No, it's, we will talk about it in time. <laughs> Why don't we tell them what we're talking about today? All right, we're going to discuss uh, a very good movie to me. But did you not forget, did you forget the name of the movie? No, <laughs> okay. it's Once Bitten. Okay, there we go. It's the 1985 teen horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, light on the horror I think the only aspect of horror is as still vampires. Yeah, that's what I think too. I don't know. This was our gentle segue away from horror back into not horror. So yeah, uh, it's more wanted, it's more teen comedy than anything. We want to pick a transition movie. Um, as much as we'd like to cover horror, can't yes. cover it all the time. So this is a nice in between, I guess. I think this movie is really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of this movie. Well, tell us a little more about it. Okay, so I'm going to give you the synopsis first, then I'll go into all the other stuff. How about that? That's fine. All right. Everyone is getting laid except for Mark. Mark is also Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend, Robin, Karen Coppins, wants to wait so it can be something beautiful. 
Mark doesn't want to wait, so he goes off in search of a lay. I love. I had a fun getting the synopsis. You have no idea. You didn't write this, did you? No, okay. I should have. <laughs> okay. He meets the countess, Lauren Hutton, who is looking for a virgin, a virgin's blood, that is. She invites Mark home with her and sucks him once. Oh my God. Doesn't this sound like the sexiest book you've ever read? Like this, uh, this should be the back of a book. Sure. She follows him to a clothing store and takes her second drink. But drink three doesn't come as easily. Mark's girlfriend is getting wise. When Halloween comes, Mark wins the best costume award for his vampire dress. But I'm not wearing a costume, Mark shouts. <laughs> and the countess comes looking for her final drink. She almost wins, except that Mark and his girlfriend sneak a quickie in a coffin. Mark, no more virgin. That was like the whole movie. Why did it... Where'd you get this synopsis? IMDb. That, I mean, that was beginning, it's middle, and end. very well written. I don't know. I, it pretty much told you the movie. You don't even have to listen uh, to we're, it. I'm, we're going to discuss the movie. There's way Thanks, too much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you next week. I have some stuff I want to discuss. <laughs> okay. It was released November 15th, 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie had a budget of $3.2 million. Okay. Well, okay. That makes sense <laughs> to you? It seems low, I think. I, it doesn't to me. I, I have a hard time. I mean, I know it's got Jim Carrey in it, but uh, he wasn't as big of a star yet so i have to like keep that right. in mind well, and i have a take on that okay so if we really break that down a few 1985 dollars that's probably what 15 million dollars this movie got made for now mm, i get pretty close because yeah. we did the we did the math on five bucks mm-hmm. yes it was like 13 dollars yeah yeah but it grossed 10 million it made triple its money that's it <laughs> 1985. I yeah, but if it was three million and only made ten million, I mean yes, they made their money back. You but want me to blow your mind even further. Sure. This movie opened at number one in the box office. It grossed four million dollars in its first weekend. It so that was a lot. In the yeah 80s? for the yeah, 1985 especially that's a big year for movies and for one weekend this movie was number one. I mean because. Usually we're talking double, even triple digits on the box office. This movie had a huge release, too. It went to over a thousand theaters. Yeah, see, that uh, seems awfully low. I don't know. I, I think it, I think that's pretty cool. I, I would never believe that stat, but it did happen. Okay. Uh, it was directed by Howard Storm. This is his only movie, by the way. Oh. He's more known what? for like TV stuff, but I didn't recognize any of it. Okay. Just in that era or like is he still directing? Ever. Like uh, he doesn't do anything. Well, I meant you said TV. Yeah, but it would have been like before. Oh, okay. Like he, he stopped trying to direct movies after this. Oh. He couldn't handle uh, the schedule. I guess. <laughs> this movie stars Mark Kendall, who is Jim Carrey, who people know from like Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. Oh, you just casually. It's Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, he's but done. he's he's not the same Jim Carrey that we know. I guess. I mean, oh, I guess Sonic the Hedgehog. People know him from that. That's more recent. Uh, or um, I guess this isn't really recent. What's that series of unfortunate events? He was in that. That was also almost twenty years ago. 
No. Yeah. You're talking about uh, when he was Count Olaf, right? Yeah, I guess. That was like almost 20 years ago. I'm surprised you knew that. <laughs> yeah. Because it sucked. Well, he also did. Well, I'm just saying you only threw out like a cut. You're like, nah, he just did these. Well, I know those, we don't have those to. Are, those are like his tip of the iceberg. I mean, like Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber are like, that's it for him. That 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 is I his I feel peak. like people, a lot of people know The Mask too. Yeah. Cable Guy kind of. I think Cable Guy kind of goes under the radar. Liar, liar. No, liar, liar. That's a good one. Yeah. I know we don't have to list every movie, but I yeah. you just said it so casually. I'm like, it's literally Jim Carrey. If you haven't seen Ace Ventura or Ace Ventura when uh, Nature Calls, mm-hmm. that's your fault. And if you haven't seen Dumb and Dumber, that's your fault. Which I don't know if Jim Carrey is problematic or not. He kind of went off the deep end there for a little bit. Yeah, he's nuts. He put out that weird video where he said he was in love with Emma Stone. And, yeah. uh, and don't forget how he left Twitter. He had a weird cartoon that he kind of sang over and stuff. He's he's not okay. Oh, okay. That's sad. It is sad. He, I mean, he was a huge part of my childhood, and now I, it's just like, man, another one bites the dust. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we also have the Countess, which is Lauren Hutton. Uh, I know her more from American Gigolo. I. It's a good movie with Richard Gere. I don't think I've seen it. I she looks familiar, but I don't know what I'm remembering her from. Yeah. Well. And Robin Pierce, she really didn't do anything. Uh, she's Robin, uh, or her real name's Karen Copkins. Mm-hmm. It's Shaw now. She married her uh, sweetheart from school, which is really cool. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm big with that. Oh, didn't grab a big name from Hollywood. Mm-mm. Uh, I guess the thing people really know her from, if they're big into '80s TV, would be Dallas. That's the only real thing I could find that had her featured. Okay. Cleavon Little. This is the I didn't know this for my whole life. It's because this is what an accent and a goatee would do for you. He was in Blazing Saddles. He no. was Sheriff Bart. Oh. <laughs> Blew my mind when I find when I found that out. Because he. I assume he's this. not flamboyant in Blazing Saddles. No. Okay. <laughs> he's like a sheriff. He's like the he's the law. Okay. <laughs> uh, you had Jamie Thomas Beltor. He was really only in like a scary movie, mm-hmm. at, um, Fatal Games. It came out in 1984, so I guess it came out right before this. Uh-huh. Uh, you had Russ uh, Skip Lackey, who I remembered what, him from something else, and I finally found what it was. He was uh, in Think Fast from Nickelodeon. Uh, it was like a game show. Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar, but I don't. that may have been before I was I definitely remember it. it. Uh, you had Mrs. Kendall, who's uh, Peggy Pope. She was in The Last Starfighter and 9 to 5. She's the crazy woman that keeps smoking and what threatens movie? to kill herself. 9 to 5. Oh. You don't. You only see her for like a second in this movie. She's not in it mm-hmm. very much. I still couldn't believe it was her because I remember her really well from 9 to 5. Oh, and Suzette, who I was really like trying to figure out who she was throughout this movie. It's Megan Mal- How do you say it? Mullally? Sure. From Will and Grace, she's Karen. Yeah, she looks so different. In this movie? Mm-hmm. I know. And then I found out she was also in Risky Business and About Last Night. I was like, what? She's had work done or something because she looks... Or they just do her makeup and a wardrobe really well in Will and Grace because <laughs> yeah, does not look like the same person. We also had uh, the Mole Flanders Vampire. That has something to do with history. I don't know what. I should have done more research on that. That's uh, fine. Carrie Moore, without her twin. 
she is one of the twins from Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. There's twins in that? Have you never seen the movie? I, they all kind of bleed together. Ha ha, bleed. But one I, gets tossed out a window. Uh, they One tries <laughs> to hook up with uh, Crispin Glover. Or, she does hook up with Crispin Glover. And then uh, old boy from American, the last American Virgin tries to hook up with the other one. I guess he was are, a mask too. Are they act? Do they play twins in the movie too? Teddy. His name's Teddy in the movie. What's that? Yeah, they're, do, they're identical twins. But they play. They also play twins in the movie. They're not yeah, just like in Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, yes. I don't know. There's just one of them in this though. Okay, which is kind of weird because it features twins anyway. Hmm. And then you had uh, the Cabin Boy Vampire, which I remember him from a lot of movies. Remember the the redheaded one? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. The day the counts bit me was the best day of my life. Yeah. Uh, Stuart uh, Charno. He's Ted from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, the Survivor. Because he stayed at the bar. Did Friday the 13th come out? Did it come out before this movie or? Well, 1985. I think the first Friday came out in, yeah, 1980. Okay. So this would have been like 81 when that came out. He was also in Christine, uh, just one of the guys. And he was in a really good episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Okay. And then the last person who I uh, have tried to figure out what else I saw him from. The freaking ice cream kid. Do you have a creamsicle? That dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Domin- Dominic uh, Brasilla. He was uh, Joey in Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. So this features three people that were in a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, that seems weird. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. <laughs> so you want ready to get into this? Sure. Why not? Let's do it. I guess that's why we're here. I'm ready. Okay, well... <laughs> You want me to start it? Uh, yes, because... <laughs> I know, you don't know how, how it begins, right? Yes, I always like tune out in the beginning and then I'll jump in and then I start to like tune out towards the All right, the so end. it opens with the her big house. Uh-huh. Uh, she's waking up. Uh, Cleveland uh, Little. I can't remember. Sebastian. Yes, I remember now. Yeah. Brings her uh, blood. Which and she has a TV in her coffin, which is really unique. It's 100% like cranberry juice. Ha- that is the clearest blood I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not here to nitpick. I, they could have tried a little harder. At least they got something red. Yeah, at least. Barely. Uh, she's talking about... She's been around for 400 years. Something like that, like yeah. The, like she even she's treating the blood like it's wine. Oh yeah, she she's trying to guess like the, the vintage or whatever. Yeah. Early seventeen hundreds, vintage, but certainly not virgin. And O positive, I think. Yeah, O positive. <laughs> That's yep. pretty cool that she can tell all that just from tasting blood. Mm-hmm. I think what we find out pretty quickly in the movie is that it's getting close to Halloween. Mm-hmm. And all Hallows Eve. She needs a virgin stat. To yes. keep herself young and beautiful, she has to have the blood Forever of a virgin. Forever young. And you know, I immediately started to poke holes in this theory because she's like, we're just never going to find a virgin. I'm like, what about children? Just find children. But then Man. her next comment when someone's like, why can't you find a kid? She's like, because that would be gross. Right. And She has morals at least. When you realize that it's it's not just as simple as... 
biting their neck. She, it made it's like more a sense. sexual thing. It made more sense when they went to the library, if well, you remember. Because he said the bite on the inner thigh is where all like... Uh, oh, you mean towards the end of the movie? Yes. Okay. That was actually a really good part of the movie. We'll get into that too. We'll break more down about the vampire theory. Yeah, I was this. like already getting ready to like have my my fighting points, but they shut it down immediately with it can't be a child because it's right. gross. So then we go to uh, this very next scene where it's Mark and his girlfriend, his be- his beautiful go- girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Robin. She's not like over the top um, Hollywood pretty, which sounds weird, but. I don't know. Like when they try to do very glamorous looking women. Mm-hmm. She was just like naturally a hot. A girl next door type of girl. I really like that look, I guess. Because I like Boof too from Teen Wolf. I know. And then I told you what Boof meant. Yeah, <laughs> then you had to be the asshole that did that. What, an, what a dick. Anyway, so Mark's trying to get it in. Look, if y'all know what Boof means, tell right. us. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway. It, did, it meant something different in the 80s. It did. <laughs> Which it wasn't any better, I think. <laughs> Can we get back to Mark yes, trying to get yes. it in? Go ahead. <laughs> He's tired of being a virgin. He's trying to get this thing over with and trying to tell Robin. He even says, Robin, please. Because they've been dating, what did they quite say, a, like six years or something? Something crazy. For quite a while. A, a while, yes. Yeah, so they're Someone at, makes like, a comment about they're six years. They're at this years. weird parking spot. It's over by like an oil rig. <laughs> and it doesn't smell like dump. Because <laughs> yeah. if you've ever drove past one of those, it is disgusting. Oh, yeah. The oil fields. Yeah. And some dude just rolls up on him. Because like, he drives an ice cream truck. That's his job. But they let him drive the truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this guy just comes by, knocks on his window, and wants some ice cream. <laughs> I did the impression earlier. While they're making out, he wants yeah. ice cream. He's like, take a hike. We're close for renovations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. And Robin makes a comment that she's like, I don't want to lose my virginity like this. I want it to be special, not in a car. And he's like, what about an ice cream truck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he pulled that card. He did. It's not wrong. It is not a car. Yeah. I mean, trying to get, trying to get the cream. Oh, gross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so he's distraught. <laughs> gets out of the vehicle and all these people are just rocking these cars hard. Mm hmm. That one guy's bare ass was just in the air. <laughs> you did. Oh, yeah. In the first like two minutes of the movie, you get to see a boob. It is a painted boob, but mm-hmm. still a boob. And then you get some dudes just total <laughs> full just, moon. Yeah, just bare ass. Just. It is. Going to town. <laughs> and then you have some chick with her legs out the window. But then I thought about it, I'm like, how, who is. This, is, the guy, is the person on top of her like paraplegic? <gasps> That's what I said. Like, or no just legs? legless? Is it like Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> I don't know. Were you thinking the same thing? I'm like, yes. her entire out, like bottom is out of the car. Her waist down is out of the car. Yeah, it was nuts. I don't know. Anyway, the point is there's like a dozen cars up on that hill. All of them are just rocking. And yeah, everyone's... Rocking and rolling, right? Yes. Go ahead, finish that. Splishing and splashing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a... There's a throwback. If anyone knows what rocking and rolling, splishing and splashing is from, it's a song. <laughs> That I sing all the time for some reason. Sing, I don't know. Yeah. You sing it. Um, Looks like, like un- it's gonna be a free country. Uh, you sing that <laughs> an uncomfortable amount of times. I do. Oh my God. That's really old. I don't expect anyone. I don't expect many people to know no, what that so, is. There will be people that know it. 
<laughs> but now we get to go to like school and Mark's just walking around with his buddies and trying to figure stuff out. Oh, I take that back. They go to where his buddies work. The hamburger joint. Yeah. Yeah. These are the type of guys too. Like in life, you know, they're not going to be friends. Oh, <laughs> like, in real life. Yeah. Like Russ and Jamie, mm-hmm. like they're going to be, they'll be acquaintances. Like mm-hmm. there'll be guys like Mark to get a phone call from and he'll be like, uh, I got stuff going on. Yeah. Well, all they do is give Mark crap anyway, because he couldn't get it in with Robin again. But they ain't doing any, nothing either. Right. They talk a big game and they are definitely virgins. <laughs> Jamie's Jamie's okay. He's not really trying to rush anything. He, But he does point out that their small town in California mm-hmm. is a sexual wasteland. Uh, I guess. I like the the restaurant, though. And Mark likes to eat his hamburgers charred to, like, so a biscuit. That was going to be my main point of this scene, is that he asked for a hamburger, and he wants it well done. And they give it to him, and it looks like a hockey puck. And he's like, ooh, oh, it's, it's still, still meowing. Mo- oh, meowing, yeah. And so they set it on fire, literally set it on fire. I laugh every time <laughs> that dude's like, it's burnt. He's like, that's a burger. And yeah. takes a bite. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, that literally caught fire because mm-hmm. they had to turn up the heat on it. Yeah. So he wants it. And that's important to the movie is to remember that he likes these burnt to a crisp meat hammer. Well done. Whatever. And he yeah. calls that well done. He's as bad as my dad. No, your dad eats it like that? Yeah. Do you just never pay attention to my dad when he eats stuff? I guess not. I don't Apparently. know. He's always busy. <laughs> anyway. So their plan is to go to Hollywood to hook up. They're going to find some girls. They're going to do it. Which I am disappointed in Mark that they talk him into going up there, even though he has a girlfriend. And he says, well, what about Robin? He asks, what if Robin finds out? Who's going to tell her? Who's going to tell her? Yeah. That men, men, awful. (laughs) Don't. I'm not not defending it. I'm not defending it. What I'm going to say. What are you about? Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. What I'm going to say is I don't know how to how to do this without getting a glare from you, mm-hmm. but <laughs> our daughter's in the other room. Just I know, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> just think uh, about her when you're saying what you're about to say. <laughs> what I was gonna say is, Mark could have just went and not done anything, but said he did. Yeah, but that look—it's the principle. <laughs> that, that's what it. it is. Yeah, why? That's awful. Because. Uh, that's like saying I'm gonna go out. It's his I'm guy gonna, friends. I'm gonna go out for drinks, but I'm just gonna have one drink, and then it's a party. I am make you are making me sound like a villain right now, <laughs> and I am not okay at this. You do this a lot. Oh, stop it, man! <laughs> I'm trying to give so, Mark an out. What do they do, and Robin? What do they do? They get they in the ice cream truck and they get dressed <laughs> up and they get to that freaking banging soundtrack by three speed. Dun 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 dun. dun. What? Once bitten. Okay. You won't feel no pain. <laughs> sure. I love the soundtrack to this movie. This is one movie that I had to have the soundtrack for, even, and I knew as an adult I was going to get it mm-hmm. because I had to have it when I was a kid. So this is like one of the first vinyl soundtracks I ever bought, and I still have it. Hmm. I love the soundtrack to this movie. It's Always catchy. Have. It is catchy. And but the yes. crazy thing is, like, this is eighties. Like California, so just in Hollywood, there's like a girl walking on a line wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, they show all the like Holly weird, if you will. Yeah, there's that really cute girl in the car uh, doing her modeling shoot mm-hmm. in like a black and white polka dot bikini. Mm-hmm. It's engraved in my mind. <laughs> then they ha- they're up on those really three pretty girls that uh, 
go to like this real fancy restaurant, but they can't get in because obviously who's going to drive an ice cream truck to a really <laughs> nice restaurant? <laughs> yeah. So the freaking maitre d's like pointing them away. Yeah. They end up going to, I don't, a speakeasy maybe? No, Is that what you would call it's it? It's called Phonadate. Okay. It's, a, it's pretty much a bar. It, it just is. has a gimmick. Yeah, all the tables have phones on them. And Lip phones, which I am so jelly of those. <laughs> I would want one of those for our house now. Like, I would get a landline just to have that. Oh, my God. I bet I can get a phone case shaped like lips for you. And then, hello. <laughs> would you really want me carrying a brick that looks like lips around? No. People would think there's something wrong with me. <laughs> the ladies would stay away from you, I think. Well, they probably should. I'm I, I, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, the the tables they do have these lip phones, and they also have numbers on the tables. So what you do is you go to this bar and you look around. Table numbers, yeah. You're you're window shopping for a date, and then if you see someone you like, you call their number, whatever's on the table. Which is actually for its time, that's a great idea. Yeah, I, honestly, I they never took seen like cell phone like idea and kind of like like. Well, it's it, kind of like it's still interacting with, by mouth. It's sort of like speed dating, but you pick the date. Mm-hmm. And, and if they don't want to talk to you, just hang hang up on their ass. Yeah, you call and say, hey, I'm at table number whatever. Can I come over? And they're like, no. <laughs> this movie, I got to say this too. This movie, as you watch it, you realize how stylish and stylistic it is. Mm-hmm. It does a great job of, catcher, of capturing the 80s. Yeah. I can't say that about a ton of movies, but this movie really does that. Yeah. As far as like the look, the music and all that. Mm-hmm. This movie's like its own time capsule. And we'll get more into that in the rating. Mm-hmm. But So our three virgins are striking out. I, Mark isn't trying to call anybody. The other no. two are, and they're not doing well. And they are drinking a lot of beers, which <laughs> for this movie, obviously, you can't show a label. So <laughs> they just scratch the label down oh yeah they tear up the the Mm -hmm. labels on the bottle they're so they're so annoyed avoiding yep but they keep calling people striking out or they'll get over to the table and then find out they don't want to talk to the person they thought it was yeah the minion vampires had been watching them since they uh drove into california drove into uh hollywood Mm -hmm. and And they uh, they alert uh, the countess that she needs to get her ass down to the bar. Yeah, all you gotta do is look at them, and you know. So- <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just look at them and know that they're virgins. Yeah. So she so shows up in her best dress and calls their table, and they can't believe it. She's like, "I want the the guy with the red tie, the tie or whatever," and that's Mark. And Mark says he'll thing? talk to her, but he's not going to do anything else. Hello, tall, dark, and handsome. He starts looking around. <laughs> what a goof. <laughs> I know. Um, Jim Carrey is so young in this. Was he doing In Living Color at this point? No, that's like six, seven years down the road. Really? Yeah. Okay. He hadn't even done Earth Girls Are Easy yet, and I love that movie. Hmm. Okay. Well. Like, literally, this is Jim Carrey's like first break. To me, this is his first break. Like lead role. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, he talks to the Countess. She is already working her magic and kind of like getting under his skin. And, oh, uh, this crazed guy comes in because his wife is there. Oh, yeah, because Jamie and Russ are like talking to these women. But like, they're like in their like 40s. And Ugh, not attractive. Yuck, 40. Yeah, and they weren't. Like you're they, not knocking on its door. That's not what I said. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about over there, Grandma. 
Oh, get off it. <laughs> Man. Gonna pick on me, make me feel like I'm old. Anyway, while Mark is talking to the Countess, his two friends are trying to hit it up with these old, old women. Yeah. And don't forget your reading glasses when you tell me that. <laughs> one of the husbands shows up and starts freaking out and calling her a slut and then You're pulls out a Chester. gun. He pulls out a gun and starts shooting it. That, honestly... Dude, he had, like, letters that this girl had been writing to some dude named Chester. Oh, okay. I, I must have missed that part and all the commotion. But, anyway, yeah, he's mad. And... When he pulls out the gun and starts shooting it into the air, honestly, that's like not a good scene that could probably not be done today just because of how no, not how, society how rampant is. gun violence is. Like, ugh, not to get super like real on it, but I, that was the first thing I thought when I saw that scene was there's no way, no way you can do that scene. No. And so the Countess talks Mark into leaving because, you know, anarchy's in the, happening in this building. Yeah, she's so like, Russ let's and, peace out. Yeah, so he leaves Russ and Jamie to get arrested by these two really pretty cops. Uh, the one uh, is uh, patting <laughs> Russ down. Uh-huh. He's like, is that a new type of chokehold? Hilarious. <laughs> well, the Countess takes him, Mark, back to her mansion. There's a ton has. of teen sexual humor in this movie. Oh, that is the all this movie is, is just people trying to get laid. Everyone, vampires. Yeah. Mark and his teenage friends, all of them. Yeah. Freaking titles, Once Bitten. Yeah. Kind of an innuendo. I guess. But he goes back to her place and she goes to make him a drink. And when she opens the fridge, it's full of like dead animals. Blood. Blood and a bottle of wine. (laughs) Yeah, just this bottle of wine. He's just looking over the painting of her. Her house is ridiculous nice. yeah. But she goes upstairs to change. When she comes back down, she's in like a negligee. And And he's looking over the painting, touching it. He can't stop talking about this painting. He's like, oh, is that nice? Or that's (laughs) nice to get done? done." The shopping mall? (laughs) At the mall. (laughs) And bare-breasted painting. And she's like, no, I got it done a long time ago. Yeah. But while he's rambling and talking about like, oh, my mother would love this. Like talking about her robe that she's wearing Mm -hmm. and she's half naked. Um, She's definitely like undressing him. And biting his buttons off. That becomes a key to this movie too. Yeah. And ends up going uh, going down on him. (laughs) I believe. It's what we're meant to. It's what you're meant to. You're led to think. Give him an old fashioned BJ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, he passes out. I didn't mean to put in the, the mic. Sorry. He passes out. He's he's sleeping like on his Like a stomach. baby. Yeah. All curled up. She brings him some orange juice so he can get Sebastian his brings back. him orange juice. Oh, I guess it is Sebastian. He wakes up with his pants around his ankles and it's still dark out too. standing over him. <laughs> Which I don't know how he didn't take a hint off that, that something was wrong. It was still dark out. Yeah. He couldn't have been out very long. No. Mm-mm. But he gets his orange juice and then he's like, okay, She talks about how go. great his virgin blood was. She's like, I haven't had anything that pure since the Vienna Boys Choir hit town. <laughs> oh, what a shot. I know. He, he's super nerd. He literally talked the entire time. He's like a jock. But he's a square. Kind of, yeah. It, weird. I don't know. Just, uh, California. California. <laughs> Love um, it. But he ends up leaving. My, mom's from, my mom was from California, by the way, though. That's true. What part of California, though? Uh, Sacramento, I think. Uh, that sounds Maybe right. San Diego. One, One of those. those. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Um, 
he goes back to I think back to the hamburger place the next day and sees his friends, right? Because they asked him how it went. No, no, no. It was at school. Well, okay, that's because that's when school. he gets the raw ass hamburger. That's right. So we went from him getting charred, essentially charcoal for a hamburger, mm-hmm. and Can then I have one of those uncooked ones. He asked for it rare, and they go to pick one up, and he's like, "Ooh, what about those uncooked ones back there?" Yeah. That woman's face when she like she didn't think he was serious. She's like, "Huh." Her face said, I don't get paid enough and slapped it on the tray. <laughs> and it made a slap noise too. That is exactly what her face said was, I do not get paid enough yeah. to even ask why you want that. So then Mark uh, goes and sets with the boys. They tell him about how they spent the night <laughs> arrested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mark told him about that. And they automatically assume that he got laid. Yeah. And he tells him he doesn't really remember what happened, but he doesn't. Yeah. Think. And they he keep- doesn't think that that happened. Yeah, and little does he know, Robin is sitting at the table behind them with her friends. Mm-hmm. And, and she hears everything it. going on. Oh, yeah. So she 100% catches him in the hallway after lunch and tells him he's a piece of crap and how could he and all that. Where'd you find her at? A 7-Eleven? A bowling alley? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's... Just the way he's casually explained, he's like, well, I don't know, I had a lot to drink, and she bit my buttons off. And just wha- So you <laughs> fell for a, sh- uh, what was it, a chauffeur, a butler, and a slut who eats buttons? Yeah. <laughs> she just dogged him in front of people, man. She did. And why did he say it so casual? That's the thing that gets me, is he was like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I just got drunk with this middle-aged woman and passed out. <laughs> yeah. And then she's just not having any more of him. Yeah, same girl. You you did the right thing, Robin. This is where the movie kind of uh, takes a, a turn for like the worst for Mark. Because mm-hmm. now Countess is like, we got to find him because time's ticking down. And then Sebastian's like talking about how they have to go to suburbia. Uh-huh. He's like, what's he say? You're talking about, what's he say? Oh, I don't remember. It's like it, he was just dumping on stuff. He's like, RVs. Chicken McNuggets. Yes. I laughed really hard at that. I was like, oh my gosh, you're talking about Megan. <laughs> Stop <Chicken> it. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. You love Nuggies. But yeah, she goes uh, into town and she's stalking him, essentially. She goes, mm-hmm. he's trying to make amends with Robin. And he does. And she's kind of falling for it and like, okay, I forgive you. And then as soon as she starts to feel comfortable with Mark again, they're actually at Robin's work at a clothing store. And the this Countess definitely- shows up. Yeah, and this is after he ditches the other two guys because they want to go to like the laundromat to pick oh, up women. to pick up chicks. Yeah, they, those two, just ignore them for the whole They are great comedy relief. They're ridiculous. But the Countess shows up at the uh, clothing store and is in the changing room with him. How crazy looking was that store? Yeah. and So much neon and great music. Robin hears him talking to someone in there and she gets mad and storms off. And tells him he's like acting weird and stuff. And we, I'm glad we rewatched this movie recently because we both caught it. There's a mirror in the changing room, of course. Uh-huh. It's and supposed to be Mark is in a fitting room. Yeah. And there's a part where he looks in the mirror and realizes the Countess doesn't have a reflection. A, a reflection. And in order to do that, they, they took out the 
they took out the mirror part and mm-hmm. they had someone stand on the other side dressed exactly like Jim Carrey with the same type of build mm-hmm. and they're trying to move exactly the same and it's yeah. definitely not. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen. It does not line up and I had never actually caught that before. And he really wants a pair of black leather pants. Yeah, he's in a black all that's of a why sudden. He, that's why he likes them. You know, because she wants to she wants to lighten up the black of those pants. So she gets him like cashmere sweaters. Oh, yeah. A pink one and a baby blue one. Ugh, I'd be mad, too. She's out of her mind. I don't Countess know. Countess ended up in there with him, and then she got her second uh, transfusion. She bit his buttons again. Mm-hmm. Please don't eat my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not enough. She has to get, like... It has to, she, she needs a three-ski. Yeah, she's counting down to the big one on, on Hallow's mm-hmm. Eve, and... He ends up... Um, Mark's becoming more vampire-like. Like, he do- keeps doing different things with his hair and stuff. He starts slicking his hair back. He wears all black. He wears sunglasses everywhere he goes. Um, he sleeps in his freaking trunk in his room. Yeah, his dad came in the Dad's bedroom. like, you all right there? <laughs> it's like, your mom thinks um, you need some help. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should get some sleep in in the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gets up and his mom's making him a really good burger. And oh. pours all the blood into a glass because she's definitely going to ditch it. Yes. What does she call... What was the breakfast she was making? Breakfast burger. Egg burger. Egg burger is what she called it. Yeah. But yeah, she dumps all the blood in the glass and he... Mark gets up to get ready to go to school and she she's like, don't forget, forget to juice. drink your juice because she poured him a glass of orange juice and sat it right next to the blood. So Mark picks up the blood and downs it. This is after his dad's trying to have another real talk with him, but he's so freaking winded and he's like dying, sweating because mm-hmm. he just had to do a jog. His dad? Oh, that's, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He was gross. But then we get to the most 80s part of this freaking movie, if we jump forward just a little bit. It's time for the Halloween party. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark is trying to do everything he can to figure out what's wrong with him. Like, he went to a priest and everything. Mm-hmm. Tried to sell ice cream and then scared those kids on yeah, bikes. That's right. But when it's time, <laughs> when it's time for the dance, he, him and Robin... This is my favorite scene, too. They were supposed to dress up and do a couple's costume and be Jack and Jill. Well, he Which would have been cute. That would have been a cute idea, idea for a costume. Yeah, he didn't dress up. He wore all black and everyone kept saying back. oh wow you look like a g- cool vampire costume and he keeps getting I'm mad i'm not wearing a costume <laughs> and robin's annoyed because she's like well i just look dumb now being jill without jack yeah and even the chick even says jill sans jack <laughs> <laughs> she gives him a dirty look they they try to enjoy the evening but guess who freaking shows up it's we gotta talk about those costumes real quick Oh, some of the costumes in the the, the auditorium or wherever is Man, the gym. You had a Ghostbuster, Darth Vader, Adam Ant. Not like Adam Ant from the cartoon. I mean like Adam Ant, the 80s British pop star. Uh-huh. There are some crazy costumes in there. A lot of people really There are some the original ones in there. I there was, was one impressed. we really liked to think we're going to do this year. <laughs> we'll see. I like the idea. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how we're Yeah, one of them was dressed like Yul Brenner <laughs> and then <laughs> Pinocchio. Well, all right. The countess shows up, and just like a magician, the, this the scene is ridiculous. The song starts playing. Do which, not dump on this. It's one of those where the song matches what's happening in the movie. Hands up! <laughs> Baby <to> me. Hands <laughs> up! Yes, that's my song. Property, hands <laughs> up. 
Do you want the... I'll tell you just okay. one last time. The boy is mine. Are you done? I love that song. Okay. That's my jam. Uh, the they have mine. a dance-off. It's Mark, Robin, and the Countess. Mm-hmm. And the two girls are fighting over Mark in in, in dance, <laughs> yeah, in like a, a tantric dance. In the eighties, you had to da- you had to dance fight. They did, and then of breaking course, breaking to electric boogaloo. Of course, the the audience breaks free and opens up a pit for them to. <laughs> that's how you know I. <laughs> yeah, they like start clapping and stuff too. <laughs> yes, market. We got to point out how good of a dancer Jim Carrey is. He wasn't bad. It was kind of a silly. When you look at it, I'm like, this is silly. (laughs) (laughs) And he took some really bad falls. Oh, yeah. Man, that dude was really trying to catch a break and get famous. Mm -hmm. Because he took some really bad, bad bumps. Well, this dance ends in, (laughs) I think, he technically ends up with Robin in the dance. I don't know. It's not really... uh, it, whatever anyway it, he's with robin and the countess is mad and she's like this girl has a stronger hold on him than i thought like we gotta we gotta fix this now and she actually realized like she's like this girl is pissing me off yes so she's got to figure out a way to get this third dose of this virgin blood from right mark away. and get him away from robin because robin is infiltrating <laughs> this was a really fun scene i love the dance scene <laughs> it's when it he does the Michael Jackson the moves for no reason. Yes. <laughs> it just dates the movie is all it does. <laughs> he even did a leg pop. He did, yes. <laughs> um, somehow, how does she get him back to her place? Why do they go back to her? See, I told you, I always like zone out in the beginning of the movie and zone out towards the Who, end. Who, Mark? Yeah. Back to whose place? The mansion. Oh, uh, he goes and talks to the boys again, mm-hmm. and they're talking about what happened at the dance. Oh, that doesn't happen yet, I guess. Uh, the library, they got to figure out what's wrong with oh, Mark because he's acting right. so weird. Robin, because is... they see he doesn't see his reflection after the dance, and Robin sees it too. So yeah, so she knows something's wrong with him. She's determined to figure it out. Goes to the library, finds out that. Um, He's turning into a vampire. How much did we like that library scene? Even you liked the library scene a lot. That guy was, he was so entertaining. The librarian. Yeah. I love that accent. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you find out what's happening to Mark in that she has bitten very close to his groin. And Mm -hmm. so she asks his two friends. It's it's where all his sexual energy comes from. Yeah. And you can only get that uh, past puberty. He explains it why... It's smarter for a female vampire to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that I'll, I'll talk about it at the end. I'll, I'll wait. Um, but anyway, Robin has tasked his two friends with looking to see if he has been bitten near his groin. And there's really <laughs> no good way to do that except in the shower room, which this scene also is another reason this movie will not be made again ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, because they're trying to check his leg to see if he's been bitten. And they even they, dropped the soap. Yes. And they finally ambush him uh, and hold him down to try to look. Look, Jamie, look, look. <laughs> so There's, embarrassing. And all the guys take off running out of the shower room yelling very awful things. <laughs> and um, 
So now they all look It was stupid. a different time. Yes, but you can't Ugh. say that now. You can't no. say the F word now. Anyway, Not they, that F word. You know, they know yes, what F word yes, I'm talking yes, yes. about. Um, they call them that and they all take off running out of the room. So they didn't get a good look, obviously. And Mark's <laughs> got soap in his eyes trying to look. <laughs> Mark's like, did it ever occur to you guys to just ask me? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> I knew it. See, we enjoyed it. <laughs> I laughed really hard at that part. And I shouldn't have, but I did. As cringy as it is, that was funny where he's like, we enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so now they have to, they've got to stop the countess, which why? Robin tries to show up. Show up where? Where they were at the, when he went to talk to the boys. Mm-hmm. And then Sebastian shows up and says that he needs to talk to her about something. And she gets kidnapped. Okay. That's how they ended up back at the mansion. Okay. And that's why it didn't make sense to me. I told, I zone out towards the beginning and the end of mm-hmm. movies. I don't know what it is, but, uh, so they're back at the mansion. This is where they're going to take the countess down and save Robin. And mm-hmm. Mark hopefully will not be turned into a vampire as the goal here. Cause he's like, I'm a daytime person. I don't want to be a vampire. Um, <laughs> And That's a really good chasing in this, too. Yeah, she's got all her vampire lackeys chasing after. Underlings. Let's call them underlings. I think that sounds sexier. Okay. <laughs> well, they're chasing after Mark and his friends and... Busting outdoors. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> she gets so mad because they keep punching through doors and pushing them down. And she's like, why don't you just check if it's unlocked? Like, she says something. Why don't you something. try turning the knob to see if it's unlocked first? And then he, you can see he's defeated. He's like... Scared that it's going to be unlocked and it is unlocked. <laughs> She's like, before I have to replace one more door in this mansion. <laughs> <laughs> one of them busts through a wall. One of them just sit waiting in the pool. Mm-hmm. But you have this intense chase where they they think they've got them cornered. They've and the two friends have split off at this point. So mm-hmm. Mark is by himself them. and Robin is by herself. And they're he's Mark's trying to find Robin all the way. No, while. Mark and Robin stick together. They they head. Uh, they run together and Mark and or Mark and Russ and Jamie uh, try to fend them off. Okay. With torches. Well, they end up in, I don't know what would be considered the more, it's where all the vampires sleep. It's where all their caskets yeah. are. Yeah. I guess you would call it the, like, I the said morgue, sleep. but I don't know. That's fine. We'll call the it the bedroom. <laughs> the pit. Uh, they end up barricading themselves in that room and they realize they're trapped at this point. They're, they can't get away from the Countess. There's, and Robin has the idea of how to stop this. They've got vampires at both doors that will let them out of this room. And they're like, we're screwed. This is it. And <laughs> speaking of screwed, Robin's like, I have an idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. and they finally get in there, all the vampires. The Yeah, the vampires bust down the doors, come in, and Robin and Mark are nowhere to be found. And that <laughs> casket was rocking. Yes. You find out that they jumped in one of the empty caskets and mm-hmm. went to pound town <laughs> for all of like a minute and 30 seconds. They pop that, they pop that thing open. Robin just pops up and just spits a button out. Oh. You're too late. <laughs> and then... Uh, you couldn't have. You've been in there less than a minute. And Jim Carrey pops up. With his two cigarettes have. in his mouth and lights <laughs> one for him and one for Robin. She's like, you, you could have. <laughs> this, so, this ruined everything for her though. Yeah, because then the, you start seeing her age. Yeah, the clock strikes midnight. It's over, and she starts aging, and 
she's like, I need a virgin. I need a virgin. <laughs> and she's like this little old lady now. What a hairnet. Why the hairnet? I don't know. But All Sebastian's like, we'll find you a virgin. <laughs> it's like, I'll never find a virgin now. <laughs> where does he say they'll go? Sebastian's it's like, like, it's like Nebraska or Kansas. <laughs> and that's I was like, yeah. Not that. And then we were both like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> kind of, except, I mean, what else do kids have to do on the farm? Nothing. Besides I mean, work. Nebraska, aren't they Aren't they the Cornhuskers? They I just have, like, so. they have a football team. That's it. Yeah, they they farm and they Yeah, bang. Kansas, it's like <laughs> dirt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's really the end of the movie. After she gets carted away as a little old lady. <laughs> man, I love that freaking pickup line that Russ uses throughout this whole movie. Oh, What's he what say? does he say? I'm a mature person and you're a mature person. Yes. <laughs> hi, I'm, like that. hi, I'm Russ and I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just skip all the bullshit. Drop our inhibitions and do what we really want to do. Oh, Lord. Then that freaking chick in the laundromat was all about it. Oh, she turns around and that older. It's an older woman. Yeah, and he gets exposed right here because <laughs> she's like, she's like, all right, I'll tie you up on your bed. I'd love to whip you. He's like, ah. <laughs> that noise. Says he sleeps with his brother and he's a bedwetter. Oh my god. <laughs> oh lord. Okay. Well, do you want some trivia for this? I'm movie? ready for the trivia. Okay. Um, there's not a ton, honestly. I was gonna cover. Um, I saw some like bloopers, I guess, continuity errors that I was gonna mm-hmm. cover, but mm, like it was hard to explain, but. I didn't want to get into that, so whatever. I did find I ended up finding some trivia. There is truly isn't a ton. Not like some of the other movies in the past where okay. it's just been hundreds of pieces of trivia. But I'll go ahead and give you some stuff. Yeah, I think that's interesting. So this says that by the time the film was released, the writer Jeffrey House had blown through his initial earnings and had to take a job as a video store clerk. Wow. Mm -hmm. And one day a customer came in and was talking about the film once bitten and said, whoever wrote this shouldn't be working in Hollywood. And he said, you got your wish. Well, that's sad. (laughs) I know. That's not a bad movie. Well, I mean, it was Jeffrey, the writer's fault. He went through all of that money he got from the movie. Mm -hmm. And just had nothing. It's, it's dark, but it's, I mean, I don't know what came of Jeffrey after that, if he continued to write in Hollywood, Mm-mm. but yeah, that sucks for him, I guess. <laughs> so this may not be a surprise. I mean, I can 100% see it, but the role of the Countess was actually written for Cassandra Peterson. You may know her as Elvira. Elvira. Mm-hmm. I'll bet she had a scheduling conflict, because don't forget she was doing Pee-wee's Big Adventure at this time. Yeah, she ended up not taking it. I can't... I know I read it. I didn't write it down, but... Um, I did see something like that, but I didn't know mm-hmm. it was her. Something happened with like uh, scheduling, and they did, They needed somebody with a name, and she hadn't had a name yet. Mm-hmm. Like Elvira wasn't uh, a commodity yet. Yeah. But yeah, the role was actually written for her, and I can 100% That's awesome, see yeah. it. Mm-hmm. For you Elvira fans out there, because I know I am. Yeah. Lifelong. So, uh, during the chase scene in the mansion towards the end, Mm -hmm. when Robin punches one of the vampires in the face, at one point, one of the takes, she actually did hit him and knocked out his fake teeth. 
Oh. <laughs> like a fake tooth in. She knocked it out. <laughs> Whoops. All right. This one, um, I can, I, I'll see what you think about it. So Jeffrey House, the screenwriter, mm-hmm. he campaigned for Michael J. Fox to star in the film. I did see that, but they were scared because Team Wolf... Uh, was already filmed and they knew that it was filming. Well, the, one of the executive producers, Samuel Goldwyn uh, Jr., was convinced that Michael J. Fox couldn't carry a big screen movie. And he literally did Back to the Future the same year. Mm-hmm. And Teen Wolf. Yeah. He just didn't think Michael J. Fox could do it. Couldn't pull that off. Guess can't be right all the time. Yeah. Felt dumb. <laughs> um Anyway, the test audiences for this movie mm-hmm. had such a positive reaction to Karen, Robin, uh, the mm-hmm. character Robin, and her portrayal of Robin that her image was inserted in the film's poster at the last minute. So she wasn't part of the the cover, but... She's pretty. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm surprised she didn't have bigger a bigger, like, I don't know. I think she, sh- she should have done more in Hollywood, I would think. Mm-hmm. She wasn't bad in her role. Yeah. Um, here's some, <laughs> these are other titles for the movie in other countries since I, I don't understand that why they have to change titles completely. I mean, I understand if it translates into something that doesn't, well, I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyway, here, here's some, uh, movie titles in other countries. In France, this movie was called Seduction Has Teeth. That's actually not that bad. <laughs> uh, it was also, this says, there's France on here twice. I don't know why, but it also says Vampires Forever. Was it France? Virgin, what? Virgin Boy Wanted was in Brazil. <laughs> I Love a Vampire was Argentina. Just One Bite was Hungary. And Kiss Princess was Poland. Kiss Princess. Mm-hmm. Why? <sighs> I, um, I don't uh. This was Jim Carrey's first leading role in a Hollywood yes. film. And they actually, I guess this may have been after they tried to get Elvira and it was a no-go. Mm-hmm. And before they landed on the person who actually played the Countess, they wanted Morgan Fairchild to play it. Yeah, but she was like red hot during this time. Like as far as TV and stuff goes, yeah, there was she no way they could get, there was no way they could get her. Just like yeah. Michael J. Fox. He would have been filming too much during that time. You're talking Family Ties, Team Wolf. And Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Okay, you talked about the movies. Or the movies. The music in this. You mm-hmm. really liked it. The band Three Speed, who mm-hmm. performed the film's title song, appeared in several scenes that didn't make it into the final cut of the movie. I believe that. Mm-hmm. The high school scenes were filmed at Mark Twain Junior High in Venice, California. That's pretty cool. So some junior high. Uh, I could see this. Kathleen Turner was also considered for the role of Countess. Yeah. She would have still looked like a human being then. <laughs> She's, she looks bad. <laughs> Did you know? Okay. Jim Carrey was 23 when this movie was made. Karen mm-hmm. was 27. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. She looks so much younger than him in this movie. And he looks young. Yeah. Yeah. And he really does. And I'll end it on kind of a sweet note, a sad, sweet note. Robin was named after a girl who the writer Jeffrey House had dated. Mm -hmm. And Mark was named as a tribute to the co-writer David Hines, his nephew, who died from leukemia. 
Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Sorry to like leave off on that. Unless you want something else. Oh, I was gonna bring up that Billy Squire poster. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in the in Mark's room. That was a. I love Billy Squire. Mm-hmm. Like in the dark, my kind of lover. <laughs> the stroke. That dude had beats. But that's. I was so. I don't know how. I, until I watched it with you, I didn't notice that poster on his wall. I n- now. That's what I mean about the style how stylish this movie is i don't know if it's just being older or because we started this podcast or a combination or whatever but i feel like when i watch movies now i try to especially since we're covering movies that we already know or have it seen at least once or twice Mm -hmm. um i watch more of the background now right to see if i can catch things like that so i can't um I can't think of a movie we did where there was something in the background. It was the posters and stuff. Yeah. This movie was also a uh, key to the lost boys. They mm-hmm. used all the posters and the standups for this movie mm-hmm. in the video store. Okay. Yeah. I, I was trying to read the posters to see if they had any like Easter eggs and stuff, but Which I, I can didn't... see why this movie was number one at the box office. It has two really good posters. <laughs> That's why. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like, Okay. <laughs> Before you start doing that, okay. Back in the day, when you were when when you went to the movies, mm-hmm. the first thing you saw were the posters up. Yeah, that's how you decided if you're going to go see a movie or not. Yeah, I talked about this with Matt. I talked about this with Josh. That I could see why people went and saw that movie. It had a really great poster, just like Back to the Future. Okay, I get what you're saying now. I thought you meant the movie did really well because of the posters in the background of the movie. Like, no, I said that's what drew them in. <laughs> no, the posters. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay, well, that's what I thought you meant. Okay. All right. Well, that's all the trivia I have. So if we want to rate this, I'm ready to rate this. Okay. So rewatchability. Um, I love this movie in the fall, mm-hmm. but. No, I can't even say that. I, I watch this quite a bit. Like, I'm always up to watch this movie, especially since I watched it so much as a kid with my brothers. At least for me, I'm going to give it, I want to give it a four, but I'll, I don't f- think it's fair for me to give it a three, so I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. I'm going to go with a three. Like, it's it's a fun movie, <clears throat> despite some of the things that haven't aged very well in it. It's, it's a good movie. Um, and truthfully, I know it is technically supposed to be like a halloween fall movie uh not it's just a because fun one for kids especially young adults yeah not well when you say kids i mean if you're cool with them seeing a nip slip and <laughs> there's no ass. nip slip it is a painting <laughs> i there's know no nudity in this it's movie tasteful the butt who gets turned on by bare ass there is something for everyone out there. We already talked about it. Remember getting tied up to a hockey goal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You said that. New fetish unlocked. Yeah, getting your feet burnt and stuff like that. Yes, got what? it. What? Feet beaten. No. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Only fans follow it. It's not me. It's John. Yeah, yeah. If that sways your decision right. to subscribe. I don't know why these people keep wanting me to do stuff with my feet, but all right. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I know it's supposed to be a fall movie, but truthfully, I, and not just because it of the like whole a summer va- movie too. Yeah. Not just because of the, the vampire thing, but because it actually happens at Halloween. But yeah, it does feel like, and I think it's because it's set in California and it mm-hmm. doesn't look like fall at all in the movie. So 
Yeah. Whatever. I'll give I, it a three. Three point five. I'm gonna ro- I'm gonna roll with that. Okay. Then the next thing we're gonna cover is the legacy of this movie. I, it's at best as a cult following. Yeah. Truthfully, it didn't really shape vampire movies in any way. I will say, um, it did try to go outside the box, I think, from what you typically see with vampire movies. This is what I wanted to talk about. It cashed in on teen comedy, which was huge in the 80s. This is uh, what I was mentioning earlier. I said I was going to hold off. It it did a lot of things backwards. Not backwards, but just opposite. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I think of... I think in general, when people think of vampires, you think of Nosferatu. You right. think men. You're, you're thinking uh, Dracula. That's what you think of when you think of vampires. It's typically, it's a oh, man that a comes to mind. Lead. And they went with a female. And also, I thought it was interesting that instead of her being dark and brooding and all like sexy. red and black and all just very gloom and doom, they put her in like, a pristine white mansion and everything was mm-hmm. very white and clean. And I think that was opposite yeah, from what you, script. what you see in vampires movies and books and things like that. I don't know. They, they definitely took a chance and it worked, but it didn't like reshape vampires. You still, that's a good point, Megan. I, st- thank you. I thought it was, no, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dogging you on that. I, that's a very good point. It, and I don't know, I don't think their intent was to try to reshape vampires, but I think they just put a new spin on vampires, that's but what I it, said. it didn't really take. When I said it was stylish and unique, mm-hmm. that's what I, that, that's a good point. It ca- it captured a lot of stuff and it redefined a lot of stuff. That's really good. I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. I When I watched it this time around, I, I noticed... Those are the things that I noticed. Also, so. the dream sequences in this movie are really fun. Yeah, like we didn't Mark, even talk about yeah, those. Every time Mark dreams about being a vampire, like each one of them are unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just like the typical vampire movie. Now, they still stuck to the whole like vampires are sexual, sexy beings. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's always kind of followed the vampire. And they vampire. all have widow's peaks. Yeah. God, I don't know why that's a stereotype of... A vampire character. But anyway, regardless, I don't... Let's not say stereotype. Let's say characteristic. Okay. Um, It didn't, like, flip vampire on, on its head, you know? It no. just... I don't think it hurt the vampire lore. It just didn't do anything for it. Right. I don't know. A, 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 a one. I feel bad. I wanted to give it a two, but I think just a one. <clears throat> For a legacy, yeah, it's which sucks because this is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go one point five. I know you hate I re- it too. <laughs> I know. Uh, the last thing we'll cover is the look and feel of this movie. This is your soundtrack and your the look, the cast. They they nailed the cast. Mm-hmm. I definitely think this movie was meant to springboard Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what. They because they wanted Michael J. Fox, they mentioned that. So, this movie was intended to do a lot because he was mm-hmm. red hot at that time. Well, that one guy didn't think so, he didn't think he could be a leading guy, but that's one guy I know. And so, I mean, for them to accept Jim Carrey, I don't know if they were just like, Here we go, cross your fingers, hope and pray, or if they're like, He's got something. That's true. 
Which Jim Carrey was good in this. I got to say that. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't do well. I'm just, I don't know if they were, they thought they had it in the bag or if they were just like, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, the music is catchy. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the music in this movie. Mm-hmm. I it's, love the scenes of Hollywood, 80s Hollywood. You get to see like every type of person. You get to see punk rock. You get to see people that are really into fashion. Mm-hmm. You get to see the freaks and the geeks. Yeah. I, I'm i going to give this a five. I mean, it's dated. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. Like, again, just the whole dance scene. And <laughs> I'm going with it. It, ca- it captures the 80s better than a lot of movies have. It does. The, when you get to see Robin at the clothing store mm-hmm. is a nice little. The dance. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a four. I mean, it has a good look if you're okay with that 80s type feel. I've mm-hmm. it. I I think you said it best earlier when you said it's like a time capsule. It really is. Like it's very genuine. Yeah, it's a genuine genuinely 80s. 80s. Yeah, yeah. So if it's you're like, in the 80s, right? It's like watching Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Like you could only do that movie then. Well, they did it in the 2010s or 2000s. It wasn't it remade? Yeah, and it blew. <laughs> I didn't say it was good, but they did it. <laughs> yeah. And why does Cobra Kai work? It has all the 80s elements. Yeah. It doesn't... The cast, to me, doesn't matter. It works when you have those elements that that make it special. Mm-hmm. That's why this movie's special. Well, I think my overall for this movie... I'm not, I'm not going to math here. I'm just going to say my... I'm going to try. Overall, I'm going to give it like a three. I think it's a solid three. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, three, three and a half. Right in there. Mm-hmm. Because it's still a fun movie to watch, even if it is just kind of a one-off sort of movie. It didn't have any sequels, Mm-mm. which, thank goodness, you don't need a sequel for everything. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> and this is a very quotable movie. It has some really fun lines. Robin I, has the funniest lines in this movie, I think. I think so, too. Like, as far as, like, the comedy goes, like, the sexual, like, teen sex aspect of this movie is Mm -hmm. really, really out there. I just think it's crazy that it's a, we're watching a comedy movie where Jim Carrey's not the comedic star. No, he really doesn't even try to be. He's just, he's the lead. He says some stuff that's kind of funny, but, like, it's his two friends and Robin, I think, were the funniest. Yeah, if anything, I'd say Jamie was the, as far as the guys go, he was the funniest. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I can say that all day. (laughs) I knew it. We enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, it's strange to see Jim Carrey. I mean, he's done serious movies where it's not comedy. Yeah. Um, Truman Show. mm -hmm. What's that movie you really like? Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an artsy movie. What was it? The number 23? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's done the not, but when it's a comedy movie and Jim Carrey's not your comic star, uh, comedy star, it's kind of, it's, it's different. It's weird. It's different it's to weird. see him not shine in that way. Especially when he was like a, he was known for being like a comedian mm-hmm. and impressionist. Oh yeah. I, that's the thing that really took off his career. I think wasn't like. He's very flexible. His face, he has like a mm-hmm. rubber face. He can just mold it. He actually it did and... a movie called Rubber Face. Oh, did he? Really? Yeah, like a made-for-TV Canada movie because he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't become a U.S. citizen until like 2000s. Oh, he took on U.S. citizenship, I yeah. think. Hmm, crazy. Anyway, 
That's one spitting. You won't feel no pain. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. I I was really ready to do this one. I did so much research. Mm-hmm. It's good to brush up on these old movies, the mm-hmm. older movies that I hadn't seen in a while. And some people might not, might not have seen them. Like I recommend, especially like for like a date movie, this is a fun date movie. Me and Megan yeah. had a really good time watching this. Yes. Please set the political correctness aside for a minute. Yeah. And it's an enjoyable yes. movie. <laughs> it's not the whole movie. It really is like those no. two scenes that I can think of. I mean, unless you're talking about the entire idea behind the movie is just a teenage boy who is frustrated with his girlfriend. because He's he, just trying to get it in, Megan. Yes. That, like I said, political correctness aside, good movie. <laughs> yeah. Which everybody, everybody out there just trying to get it in. I guess. <laughs> That's that's the takeaway. That's the moral. <laughs> that's the moral. Get it in. How about you stick around for our? Uh, you really? <laughs> I'm gonna hard time get that out. <laughs> I was gonna say something. Uh, I was gonna try to come up with some type of funny way to transition <laughs> that, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> stick around for our. Um, <laughs> look, now I can't think. <laughs> A sneak peek of our next episode. Wow. I just. Okay. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. You're so good, though. Thanks. Thanks. I Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. Next week on the Retro Club. Who, who glued these quarters down? Oh, yeah. He's got. It's art. Warren. <laughs> I know that dude's lame too. Uh, Just glued some quarters down. That's art. Eat a dick. Don't question my art. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think this movie has some really funny scenes. I really like the dude's like, shut it down. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I wish if it wouldn't just destroy my vocal cords. I oh my I gosh. I could too, but I would never be able to speak right again. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be sounding like Warren. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be sounding like a two-pack a day. Can I get some cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> you won't always die from tobacco. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why was that so good? I don't know. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at Retro Club Pot. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.